Huge news for the sailing community today. It has been confirmed that Sail GP is finally going to arrive in Aotearoa. It's over four years. It's going to be split between Christchurch and Auckland to talk us through that. We're joined by Head of New Zealand Events, Carl Budge, for Sail GP. Carl, welcome to the programme. Good news. Took long enough, didn't it? Yeah, it's been a pretty bumpy 18 months, Darcy, so... uh bloody nice to be um, finally sitting on the end of this phone talking about good news rather than cancellations. So, yeah, look, we're, we're absolutely delighted. It's um, It's been a long time coming. And, um, yeah, I, I think if we had to sort of put up with the the, the tough uh, the tough road the last little while, um, this is a pretty awesome silver lining. And, and to secure four years uh, and four different iterations of this event, um, yeah, and an awesome day for us today. So what folded so this is actually get up and running? Because it's been you've been touching this for quite some time, yet unable to grasp it. What's the what's the big difference here? Yeah, look, I, I think we've always had the support to make it happen. Um, yeah, the, the 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 team from New Zealand Major Events, Auckland and Christchurch today spoke so eloquently around. Yeah, what what um, benefit Sail GP brings to New Zealand, and you know it is pretty significant. You're, you're looking at about twenty eight million dollars worth of economic impact uh, per event, uh, and again, uniquely, we're now able to spread that through two different regions uh, rather than just keeping it all in the one region. Yeah, this opportunity gives us an ability to spread that um, in the North and the South Island, but it goes so much deeper than that. You know, there's a big push, obviously, around getting women into to sport um, and creating pathways to the elite levels, and that's a big focus for Sail GP. We're the first uh, climate-positive sports league in the world, um, and so we really are pioneering, uh, you know, the best best practice event delivery, best practice sport delivery, when it comes to uh, you know more sustainable and more climate-friendly initiatives. And so again, these are all things that, you know, I guess you sort of start stacking the benefit for New Zealand, and and you know, um, thankfully we've we've had some pretty good supporters in in Auckland, Christchurch, and. Um, and centrally with New Zealand major events as well. But was it similarly a case of MIQs no longer problematic and that's why you can get it over the line? Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a big piece. You know, we, we obviously have no guarantees around what, what's going to happen with MIQ moving forward, but certainly there's a, a lot of confidence around all of us as you know, as you're reading every day that um, you know more and more we're navigating away from uh, from that MIQ system. So, yeah, certainly gives us some confidence that, um, yeah, as we progress through and, and particularly given Sal GP's 100% double vaxxed, yeah, that gives us an opportunity to have a, a fair degree of confidence as we go ahead planning for, for an event next summer. How costly has this delay been for Sail GP, Carl? Yeah, look, in, in, in parts it's been challenging. In other parts, it, it, yeah, this announcement today means at least it wasn't wasted. Um, so a lot of the work we did in getting ready for Christchurch, we can dust off and, and get moving again for next year. I'm, I'm probably going to scare a few of my colleagues now that um, I've got a bit more time to think. That That's never never good for my colleagues. So, uh, yeah, but it gives us, we're, we're really fortunate that a lot of the planning that we put into getting an, an event ready for, for January next year, uh, we now can dust it off and get it ready to implement for the following year now as well. So hopefully not a lot of waste. It, we, we, we spent it a bit sooner than what we thought, but at least we'll get to use it again um, yeah, for the next uh, next four years here. 28 million is a reasonably impressive figure. Break that down for us. Yeah, so that's actually audited numbers too. And so you know, we're, we're pretty good in this industry of throwing around um, projected uh, economic impact numbers. <laughs> we, we, we get very skilled at, um, at finding every dollar that someone might spend. Uh, but these are actually audited numbers from Deloitte based on what was delivered in season one. Um, so they are 
yeah, they're independently audited of, of factual numbers as opposed to us going, well, we think there's going to be 5,000 people coming to this from overseas. There's this much spend in, in, in the region. It's actually based on fact from uh, from season one. And if we think uh, you know, there were there were half the volume of teams in season one to what there are now, we're certainly expecting to see that number actually eclipse that when uh, when, when the event time comes around. So yeah, it, it's everything from our direct spend ourselves. It's not an insignificant sum that we need to spend in the, the local market to, to put this event on, all the way through to the economic impact from from visitors coming in to participate in the event and watch the event, and then your normal sort of event stuff around, you know, that, that this goes out to 175 territories around the world. Now, for our first event of this season in, in Bermuda, 89 million people watched this event, and so to put that in comparison for your listeners, that was four times what the America's Cup finals attracted. So, yeah, they're, they're pretty pretty chunky numbers. You know, we're really confident that when, uh, when, when Kiwis get a chance to actually see this up close and personal, you know, we're going to explode with the, with a, a big following in this market. And four years, it's a reasonable length contract. What do you say around that? Potential for a lot more, providing everything goes well? Yeah, well, it's the longest contract in GP, so I think that gives a pretty clear indication of our commitment to New Zealand. So, yeah, we, this is a market we want to build a long-term home. And I think importantly for us, that was one of the learnings for me coming on earlier this year. You know, the elephant in the room was it was a one-year deal for, for Christchurch, and it was always the challenge, well, what are we doing? Um, and so for me, my priority instantly was to go, how can we build a long-term future here? If we if we know we've got solidity, it, it, it gives us an opportunity to really invest in, and build the product well, in every sense, from, you know, you're going to get a better event experience as a result, because clearly we can amortise those costs over over four years, rather than um, you know, having to make them stack up for a, for a loan event. So all, all the way through, you know, from com- certainty for our commercial partners, certainty for fans, a, a, an ability for us to build a brand that can resonate with Kiwis all the way through. I think it, yeah, it, it, it's an outstanding result and yeah, I, I certainly hope and I know it's the, the hope of everyone involved that uh, that it carries on well beyond this uh, initial four-year term. Uh, we're joined by Carl Budge, Sale GP, Head of New Zealand Events. Just one final thing for you, Carl. Why the split between Christchurch and Auckland? What's the drive behind that? Yeah, for us, it was about trying to take it to, to, to more people. Yeah, you know, I've worked in the event game in New Zealand for for a long time, and it, it's always a, a challenge trying to um, you know keep fresh and, and renew, and you, know, you you do get a lot of repeat. And so for us, this is this is a product that we you know that we are really trying to change how people engage sailing with SailGP. I, I explained it to a friend the other day. We're, we're much more like 2020 cricket. You know, this, this is an entertainment product that we want non-traditional fans to to come and engage. So that you don't need to have a boat, you don't need to be a yachty. I I, I don't know port from starboard, um, and I'm unashamed of that. I'm, that's not what I'm here to do. There's there's plenty of people in our business that knows a lot more about sailing than I'll ever know. Yeah, but this I know a lot about putting on an entertainment product, and that's what we want to do here. Yeah, this this is as much a, a future drive around renewable energy and sustainability as it is around a yachting product. So for us, we we yeah, the the split market just gave us a really unique position in the market. It gave us an opportunity to talk to two different regions. We we we've been blown away by the level of support that we got from Christchurch. Christchurch NZ in particular, Nati Feki, the the local iwi Liverpool Port Company down there, that we've been blown away by how much support we've had, and so we were desperately keen to, to keep a Christchurch presence, whilst commercially knowing you know our biggest cities in Auckland, and you know that's an, a critical market for us to win as well. Um, so this really gave us the best of both worlds, and and gives us an opportunity to to expose the product to a lot more people.